0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs Locked On Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins had their first public practice over the weekend, and whoop, buddy. Did y'all bring the noise? We're gonna talk about it here today. Locked on dolphins. Let's get after it. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Monday, August 1st, 2022. Your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director, scouting at the draftnetwork.com. And I want to thank you all for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins watch or listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, hopping on a plane this evening to go to camp so that I can be in attendance on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday practice for, for the Miami Dolphins. Going to get a chance to see this entire week, but uh, I miss the festivities kicking off on Saturday, but my goodness, those of you who were in attendance Uh, what an electric environment it appeared to be for the Dolphins' first public practice. And that's really just kind of this culmination of, like, we've heard the report that uh, the Dolphins' season ticket availability is expected to sell out this year uh, for the first time in the history of the organization. Think about that for a second. All of the long, proud years Rich heritage of this organization and this football team, and 2022 is the first time that the season ticket availability is going to sell out. For those of you who are amongst the season ticket holders, hey, me too. Um, congratulations on being part of something special, because the Dolphins organization will have a wait list uh, when that moment happens, and if training camp public practice number 1 is any indication the rock is going to be bumping on sundays which is very very cool because i've been going to dolphins games in south florida for a couple years now and it's always been really buzzing now now the the turnout of opposing fans i'm hoping the dolphins loyal fan base can swing that momentum Way away from like 60 40 or 70 30 or whatever arbitrary percentage you would want to put it on. But I was at the Ravens game last year, and as at the Patriots game last year, as two games in particular, there was very strong fan attendance accounted for, uh, but a little too much of the other team for my liking. Now, Dolphins won both those games. So shame on you, Ravens and Patriots fans, for showing up. It was very fun as well. Uh, By the way, bidding farewell and happy offseason to the Patriots fans who walked out uh, after Miami's Week 18 win at home as well. But uh, I I digress. The obvious talking point is the Tua Tungvaloa to Tyreek Hill bomb that everybody posted over the weekend. Uh, And you could hear the collective explosion from the fans When that moment happened, understandably so, because fair, unfair, rooted in reality, rooted in uh, fan fiction, rooted in whatever, the narrative has been that Tua Tungvaloa cannot throw the ball down the field. And uh, surprise, he can. Now, how often and how frequently and how effective it is in live game settings, it's a different scenario than practice altogether. But at the very least, here's the visual evidence. Okay, can we please pipe down on the 2 throw deal Tyreek Hill, two-yard passes, slam passes, and bubbles, and that's it. Let's let's let it play out now. I am fascinated to see if this trend continues throughout camp, though. Uh, One data point collection does not make a, a viable sample size, but several data points can give you a much better idea of level of expectation and if this is going to be something that's a staple of camp then your scheme throws when miami decides to dial them up you feel pretty good about your chances you get into second and two midfield neutral game situation as far as clock and kind of the flow of the game let's start dialing some of them up see if the dolphins can't hit some of them but um I hope everybody who was in attendance enjoyed themselves over the weekend. Uh, again, if you guys are planning on being there this week, please let me know. I will be credential for practice, but uh, the seating arrangements there, you can rub elbows. We, we can catch up. We could obviously catch up before and after. I'm obviously not from South Florida, so I'll be in town for a few days for anybody who wants to catch up, grab a drink, do lunch, whatever. Or well, maybe not lunch. I do got work to do, but like dinner. I don't know. I can only FaceTime my my wife and daughter so long before they got to go to bed. So uh, I'll have time, I guess, is the point. And I'm looking forward to catching up to a bunch of you. But uh, this Tyree Kill, the Tua Tungavaloa and Tua Tungvaloa connection was not the only uh, bit of information that we collected over the course of the weekend. Uh, We had Mike Kosaki Press availability, which I, I think is a good one for us to... Uh, kind of acknowledge and and point to a couple parts that um, we, we continue to allude to Mike Gasecki attempting to become a more well-rounded player. And this was alluded to uh, when he was asked about his contract situation, his thoughts about the offense, talking with George Kittle at tight end U. All these things came up. Um, and I, I'm not going to pretend to get inside Mike's head. And I'm not going to pretend to read his body language and give you an interpretation of how he feels about this situation. But I will say I appreciate the tone and the focus that Mike has at this point in time. Uh, He was asked about being, and I believe it was Joe Shad who asked the question, uh, Dolphins haven't had a player play on the franchise tag in nine years. That player actually had a good season and then signed a long-term contract with the Dolphins. I asked Coach Mike McDaniel about if he feels... If he wants to make sure you feel you're loved, even though you sort of have that tag, what does it feel like to be the tagged guy? And Mike's response was, it's business, the team is going to do what's best for the team, and then you have to go out and perform and do what you do. There's not really much else to say. I'm not a big complaint about it, make a big deal about it, guy. Although it seems like the guys who do get paid a lot of money, it seems like the guys who do get paid a lot of money. So maybe I should have with a, a bit of a laugh, but I'm just going to keep coming to work, keep doing the things that I'm doing. He was asked if he hoped to be a top 10 type seven pay tight end in the NFL. And he said, if I earn so, if I earn it, I think so, yes. But that's a long way down the line. There's a lot of work that needs to be put in, a lot of plays that need to be made and games that need to be won before that happens. But I think you get what you deserve this league. You have to go out and earn it. Was there a point this summer you thought it might get done? No. Did that upset you at all? No. Okay, So, so no on both sides of the coin there. But you can kind of just reading the responses, right? It's strictly business, and we understand that. But there is kind of this matter-of-factness of the lack of progress the Dolphins and Mike Gusecki have made, which at least makes me wonder out loud, like, okay, like, what did the talks look like? Was Mike's camp expecting to come in and get top 10, top $7, and the Dolphins were way off, and we just said, hey, we're going to have to push this down the road because we're not going to get there? I don't know. I don't have the answer. But I do know uh, if Mike, in this offense, aspires for that dollar amount, uh, that, that is an ambitious ask, uh, or that's, that's an ambitious payday, especially with the tight end market evolving the way that it is, even just Travis Kelsey last week had the back end of his contract restructured to shift money forward. He got like a $4 million pay raise this year. Uh, This is a rapidly changing economic landscape for this position, and and Miami and Mike Isecki being on the fringe of it uh, is going to continue to be a fascinating storyline to watch, regardless of how well Mike Isecki Puts on his businessman face and understands the business components of this and just says, Hey, this is business as usual. Level with me. Everybody's been in that point, at some point in their lives, a little short on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a half a tank in the car. You get another save the date for your eighth wedding of the summer and you don't know how you're going to afford yet another wedding gift. If that's the case, Dave is here to help. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. It's more money to you fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app in the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve Member FDIC. Future you. Well, thank you. If let, let's let's come back to this talking point just one last time here before obviously we're we're pushing into training camp very quickly. The George Kittle or the, the Travis Kelsey restructure. Gives him more money now, but it technically doesn't change the terms and conditions of his contract uh, because it's the same average per year basis. And that is the number that the franchise tags uh, do use. Uh, Gaseki and Dalton Schultz, both on the franchise tag this year, Schultz in Dallas, uh, for $10.931 million. One year fully guaranteed. The number that was thrown out was top 10, and then nay. Top seven paid tight end in the NFL. Where does top seven put you? It's a great question. I'm glad you asked. If George Kittle at 15 per, $75 million across five seasons, Travis Kelsey, 14.3 per, Dallas Goder, 14 and a quarter per, Mark Andrews, 14 per, David Njoku, 13.6875 00. zero. So 13.6 million. Not a math guy. That's your top six. Excuse me, that's your top five. Still not a math guy. Your top six includes a tie for Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, both getting $12.5 million per from the New England Patriots. Mike Isecki and Dalton Schultz on the franchise tag are next. So Mike, right now, technically is in that top ten for this year on his current contract, but it's one year, fully guaranteed. Nothing beyond that. And that's not a good place for a player to be. Players don't like the one-year deals, especially when they're physical prime, like a Mike Gusecki who's 27 years old. He would love to sign a 5-6, probably love to sign a 5-6 million, do- or 5-6 year contract with a ton of guaranteed money, probably 60% guaranteed, somewhere in the 13 to 14 to 15 million dollars per year range. That's kind of the economics that we're looking for here. Um... Mike McDaniel touched on, on this situation as well, uh, but I am glad that we heard from Mike, and, and Mike was pretty dismissive of it. He, he talked about learning from uh, George Kittle. He, he was asked, the last question he was asked, do you think at the end of the season we'll notice an increase in tight end Mike Iseki inline snaps?" snaps? Mike said, yes. I don't think I took one snap from a receiver stance today. So it's definitely different, but it is what it is. I'm excited about it. I look forward to another challenge and another opportunity. This is my fifth year, fifth different offensive coordinator. Could be like a six if you count last year's interesting situation. Bunch of different guys calling plays. as my third head coach, so it's been a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just excited to put my head down, work, learn a new system, and keep at it and continue work. Okay. Work is the buzzword. <laughs> but also shout out, Mike, for, for complimenting the environment that the Dolphins fans were able to put on display. And apparently he was walking out to practice and said something to Chris Greer. Um, along the lines of, I want to keep them excited in January. Yeah, me too. I I'd love that. Back to this financial situation. If you want to break into the top seven, you need to be over 12.5, is pretty much the magic number. I don't know, especially because, you know, also bear in mind, you have uh, Darren Waller who's angling for a new contract. He's currently getting seven and a quarter. He'll probably get 15, if we're being honest. So now that pushes, you know, now, now 13-6 is your floor. you got to worry about uh, Dalton Schultz also getting a contract extension here. Uh, TJ Hawkinson still playing on his rookie deal. He's been a very productive player. Would not be surprised if he ends up uh, warranting a new contract that, that warrants a big raise as well. So you're probably talking 14 per for that that standpoint. Now, for Mike, I like hearing early on that he's getting a lot of work in the area that he's good at. And I appreciate that he's not pulling a Stink of Fitzpatrick situation and saying, Oh, well, I know better. I'm a receiving tight end. I'm not going to go work on putting my hand in the dirt. I don't need to get better at that. You just need to be better at putting me where I succeed. You, you want to guarantee it won't work. Mike's putting his best foot forward, and getting these reps now is going to be very valuable. But it's never been a strength. So I'm just a little, I'm going to be watching this week too. I want to see how often Mike is attached to the set, how much he's used as a big receiver. Obviously, it's very interesting that they chose to bring in Muhammad Sanu in addition to Trent Sherfield and Preston Williams and so on and so forth. Just keep my eyes peeled a little bit. Uh, as I said, Mike, Mike McDaniel spoke on this as well. Um, he spoke about quite a bit, actually. He gave us an update on a couple of banged-up dolphins as well at the beginning of the weekend, including one Michael Dieter, uh, who was in a boot at the end of last week. The quote from Coach McDaniel, Adam Butler, both the guys are to be determined. Butler is dealing with a slight injury that he's trying to work through. Okay, and quite frankly, it's your fourth defensive tackle. If he needs to take a little time in camp to get himself right, go ahead and do that. Dieter just had a little foot deal. It was the first or second day of practice. I can't remember. Both guys were kind of waiting through the weekend to get a little bit more information on. So I don't totally know what that's going to look like moving forward but we'll handle it whatever way we need to once we get a little bit more information. Hmm. If you were ever looking for the, uh, egg on your face edition of Kyle crabs, if this development continues, then I'll be the goose for saying, Hey, Dieter should, should get a run back at center and, and no questions asked. Uh, this is obviously a little bit concerning that, that, a player who could be in contention for a starting spot. Uh, And this might be justifying why the Dolphins are are committed to trying other bodies in that spot as well. That center position that Dieter manned last year. Um, And Dieter missed time last year as well. So that's something that Dieter's kind of on that fringe as far as being a stable player being a reliable player, having durability things that are constantly interrupting his ability to develop and progress as a football player. And he really can't afford to miss these reps right now. If we're trying to get an accurate assessment of who Michael Dieter is in this system, he needs the reps. If he's going to get them or not, I don't know. But the more time he misses, the more you can just write over that pen with a sharpie and then a, a thick sharpie uh, Connor Williams at guard and kind of penciling Dieter in as a depth player who hopefully is going to be ready to go for the start of the season. We need to see what, uh, what developments that brings us at the beginning of next week as well. Coach McDaniel asked about Raheem Mostert. Speaking of uh, the walking wounded and, and Mostert looking good. Uh, apparently he clocked in with the fastest GPS time. Uh, at practice at the end of the week, I believe on Friday it was. Uh, that's something Coach McDaniel said during his press conference on Saturday that he discusses with the team. He mentions those GPS results. Uh, Raheem Mostert logged the fastest GPS time for the team on Friday. And as a reminder, that's on a roster that includes Tyreek Hill and Jaylen Waddle. It's a lot of speed. And you're the fastest guy out of the group. I think I saw Rick Ross trying to offer up a Bentley or something like that for Tyreek and and Jalen to race. So you can also keep your fingers crossed that that ends up materializing at some point, hopefully after the Dolphins win the Super Bowl this year, but I digress. Um, Orange jersey update. Uh, We had Alec Ingold, first day of practice. Then it was Liam Eikenberg. Or excuse me, and then it was Jalen Waddle. Liam Eikenberg, and then Javon Holland. We'll see who has it on Tuesday. Um, uh, we might get a, a report for it on Monday, too. I don't know. But uh, Holland repping the orange jersey and, and was out there playing high post on that big Tua bomb. Uh, and that's, that's the speed component that, that Tyreek Hill says when, when the quote comes out, that teams are going to be s themselves, S-ing their P's, if you will. Um, with the speed that the Dolphins have on the field simultaneously. Javon Holland's playing high post. He's playing middle of the field, closed coverage, safety. And you've got Tyreek Hill on a motion across the set. And he runs the post. And the Dolphins are in cover three. And you've got Noe Benogany playing bail technique. He's got six yards cushion. And this is, remember, a former track athlete uh, at the position playing bail technique bailing at the line of scrimmage at the snap to take depth and keep that that depth and cap that route. Waddle from the other side of the formation runs the deep over route. And the way that that's supposed to work is you're supposed to exchange between the free safety and the backside corner. You're supposed to flip coverages. So when that, in three, when that crosser, that outside receiver, crosses the middle of the field, you as the high post safety, you got to drive on and cut that route in case they throw it. Javon does that. The backside corner just keeps on flying out of there, trying to take some depth. Um, But it's a skinny post, so it doesn't carry all the way over across the field. It's right down the chute. And typically, your landmark for that is right on the near hash. And that's where Tua Tungvaloa puts it. Coverage was good. The ball and the route were better, dictated by the speed that the Dolphins have. So that's exactly the manifestation of Tyreek Hill saying, The speed's going to be a problem for teams, and they're going to have to play fearful. Now, you can get into the whole, well, how many teams are going to run one high against the Dolphins? You'll run one high plenty if the Dolphins can run the ball with effectiveness. That's the point. That's exactly the point. So I'm not worried about the looks or the likelihood of it it being a parallel fit to anything else that you're going to do or anything like that. I'm not worried about. BetOnline.net It's the fastest and easiest way to make sure you check in on all your betting needs and you don't have to worry about getting your wins either. Find all your favorite sports and events and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games at BetOnline.net. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, eSports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today, or use your usual mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's talk about this week. Uh, specifically, the mechanics of the podcast and how it's going to work this week. I obviously will not be home. Practice podcasts are going to come out after practices. I will not be uh, dropping a podcast tomorrow morning just to go to practice and then have a bunch of opinions and not be able to share it with you. So I know everybody who downloads the podcast, you're used to making Lockdown Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen the day. That's great. Please still do. Actually, but you don't have to. If somebody else drops something overnight, or somebody else drops something in the morning, feel free this week. I know we're going to be a little off schedule, but That is because I want to make sure that you guys get the programming that is most timely and relevant based on my time that I'm investing down there in South Florida. So I have a Tuesday practice, I have a Thursday practice, I have a Friday practice, I have a Saturday practice. You're going to get a post-practice Locked On Dolphins for each and every one of them. That's the plan. I want to take advantage of this time that we have together in South Florida with the team. So don't be surprised when you wake up tomorrow and you don't see a show. I didn't forget. I promise. Uh, there will also be some other Dolphins specific content coming out from yours truly over at thedraftnetwork.com. It'll be written content. There's going to be video content dedicated to Miami Dolphins training camp and my week down here and the coverage that it is going to provide all of you to give you my perspective on all the players on the team. It's a big task and that's why I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not only here for two days like I was last year. Get twice the sample size of practices to work with. All of that is committed so that you, Dolphins fans, all of the great Dolphins fans, whether you're season ticket holders who are part of the first season ticket sellout in franchise history, or your diehards who are going to camp, or your fellow out-of-towners like me who are coming in and want to get a look at this team because you love this team and you're ready to buy in for a winning football program. Whatever it is, I want to give you the best version of myself this week that I can. And that's why our content calendar is going to be a little different, but make sure you're plugged in the draft network at grinding the tape for yours truly. And then obviously here on locked on dolphins, we're going to have a lot of great stuff ahead of us. So keep it locked in right here on Locked On dolphins fins up. Thanks as always for checking out the show, make it a great rest of your Monday. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow after practice.